The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Quick break to tell you guys about NFL Game Pass, the only way that you can replay every game all season long. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. So every game that we're talking about right now, you guys can rewatch it after the fact. I'm going to be going back, and you guys can too. Go check out Lamar Jackson in week one. Go check out Dak Prescott and what that Cowboys offense actually did. Go check out Kyler Murray in his NFL debut. That's my favorite thing about NFL Game Pass. You can go back and watch at any time. And if you haven't watched a condensed game yet, you have to try it out. It's every play from the game back to back to back so you can replay an entire NFL game in the fraction of the time it normally takes. It's how I'm able to follow all the MVP candidates, all the breakout stars, and, of course, your waiver wire pickups all season long. To see all the action this season and stay on top of all the big storylines, you need NFL Game Pass. Best of all, you can kick off the 2019 NFL season with a seven-day free trial of NFL Game Pass. Just sign up now at NFL.com slash NFL. The biggest Sunday of the year is finally here as the Los Angeles Rams go head-to-head with the New England Patriots in Atlanta and Podcast One Sportsnet's got your game day coverage. Tune into the Rich Eisen Show and the Dan Patrick Show for your daily game day analysis from the most iconic sportscasters around as R.J. Bell of R.J. Bell's Dream Preview and the host of the big podcast Shaquille O'Neal come at you live on the ground for the best game day coverage available. Download these shows and more each week on Podcast One Sportsnet or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All right, guys, with the biggest sporting event of the year coming up this Sunday, it's time to get some skin in the game. Don't miss out on your last opportunity to play fantasy football this season with Single Game Showdown. It's the newest way to play at DraftKings, a fantastic idea. They are the leader in daily fantasy sports. DraftKings is ending the season with a bang for the big game by offering new users a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. If you've been thinking about trying DraftKings, Now is the time. They have taken fantasy football from just one week to one game. This will make the weekend watching of the big game even better if you guys do enter into the DraftKings contest here. All you have to do is draft six players. That's it. Six players from the big game, one captain, and then five other players. Your captain will earn one and a half times the points. So that guy's pretty key. Want to make sure you got a good captain. You can go for value or you can go for star power to anchor your lineup. It's that simple. Six players from just this one game. Stay under the salary cap. See how your team stacks up against the competition. So if you guys want to do this, you go to DraftKings.com right now or download the app for a limited time. Use the code PFF to enter the all-new single-game showdown contest for free this Sunday with your first deposit and compete for $1 million top prize. That's right. $1 million is the top prize. That's promo code PFF only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Minimum $5 deposit is required. Eligibility restrictions apply and see DraftKings.com for more details. Welcome in to the PFF NFL podcast. Steve Palazzolo back here with Mike Renner. We lied. We said Sam was going to be here, but he is under the weather, Mike. Yeah, just like Brady replaced Bledsoe back in 01, I am replacing Sam on this podcast. Really? And so I don't, I'm not going to relinquish the starting role. I don't, I don't foresee it. I'm gonna he's, have getting, he's going to get Bledsoed. 
Gonna get blitzed out. Let's see how good you are. I don't know if you're the best of all time like Brady is. Well, he pipped. It's called Steve. Know your baseball history. I know it's pipped. I know it's pipped. But then in football, it's bledsoed. I know. Yeah. I'm just messing with you because I think you said that once to me. Yeah. Wally Pipp and Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know my baseball history better than I know my football history. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to preview some Patriots, Rams. You've got five key stats to know that you wrote this week, too. Washington five Post. key stats to know for each side of the ball. So it's going to be a good. Oh, we'll there's 10? There. There's 10 stats to know. Oh, gosh. So we have to... Uh, or, mm-hmm. Okay, we'll pr- we'll break those out maybe yeah. as we... Mm-hmm. We'll do those at the end. We'll yeah. go through all the stats. Um, but we're going to hit both sides of the ball. Patriots when they have the ball. Rams when they have the ball. And in case you guys were wondering, yeah, we're still waiting for the call. Yes. So my wife's probably going to go into labor as soon as kickoff happens. Yes. Not pleased. Not pleased with this at all. Not pleased you're having the kids. I'm sure. I'm no, I'm not pleased with the timing. I'm going to tell your son that when he comes out, when he can start to understand, he will understand. He wasn't pleased your, when your he goes his entire pleased. life. You know, thinking back about Super being born on Super Bowl Sunday, that will understand. be cool for him. That will be cool for him, right? To, to get to experience the disappointment of Super Bowl loss that everyone else gets to feel. So this is going to bring another dilemma when he's like seven or eight years old and he's got this early February birthday. At some point, it's going to fall on Super Bowl Sunday. That is true. Then yeah. what am I doing? He's going to be a seven-year-old, and it's like, all right, kid, we got to have a party, but it's got to be done by five. Then, yeah. I mean, we got Super Bowl to watch here, kid. So More important things. Huh. So all sorts of things to, to think about as a parent here. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it, though. When the Patriots have the football, what are we watching for here? Tom Brady, of course, led another epic comeback, mm-hmm. multiple comebacks against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Everybody's talking about the run game because they ran the ball a lot, but let's be serious here. Brady's thrown the ball about 90 times the first two games. It's still going to come down to... Mm-hmm. The Patriots' ability to throw the ball, move the ball through the air. Yes, I do think it will be. And I think a similar game plan would work against the Rams. Underneath passing, targeting these linebackers in coverage. They're underneath defenders. That's where they've been, in my opinion, the weakest this season. They're cornerbacks now with the keep to lead back. Uh, I, I think they match up well enough. They can ha- they can hold their own against the Patriots' wide receivers on the outside. It's going to be the quick game, the underneath stuff. Limiting those yards after the catch, not making you know, not turning the five yard out route into a ten fifteen yard, not turning the swing pass into a first down. That sort of thing is going to be key. If they can continually, if Tom Brady can continually just chip away, chip away at your defense, he's going to do it. If you don't, you know, if he doesn't have to throw downfield, he won't. So uh, there's a lot. A lot has been made about the Tom Brady versus Wade Phillips matchup because mm-hmm. Wade Phillips was the last, not the last defensive coordinator to, to help you know to make Brady struggle, but. The last time in the playoffs that Brady really struggled, one of his worst games in the playoffs was the 2015 AFC Championship, the Denver Broncos, the no-fly zone. Uh, just an incredible game yes. against Brady. And then the following year in 2016, the Broncos weren't nearly as good, but they still held the Patriots to only 16 points in Denver. The Patriots win 16-3. to So the last two times Wade Phillips has gone head-to-head with Tom Brady, 18 points in the AFC Championship and then 16 points. Now, granted, both games were in Denver. Both games had... Denver, you know, with I keep to leave Chris Harris, mm-hmm. Vaughn Miller, all the, 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 all those pass rushers. So it's a little bit different. But Wade Phillips at least had a game plan that was executed pretty well in mm-hmm. those two games. He did. Any concern there if you're the Patriots going up against Wade Phillips? They used to play so much more man coverage there, though, with those Denver teams. They just had the personnel to execute it. 
now with the Rams, they're one of the, they played man coverage at a below average rate in terms of league wide. Right. They just have not been because again, you have to have. He's not an idiot. He's not going to play man coverage and let Marcus Peters get toasted for 172 yards like he did against the Saints the first time. You just can't have that happen. So I don't think uh, they're going to send out and say we have more talent than you do because again, like I said they don't necessarily. But again, the soft zone is that, that's the problem. That's why I think they stopped right then. But while they're going to probably struggle this time, is because he just tears up those sort of zone coverages. Yeah. And so I think what New England ends up doing, because when you're playing zone, New England likes to spread it out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And they'll just say, if you're going to play zone, they'll put both running backs out wide. So you might have Sony Michelle, James White, most likely yeah. out wide, and then James Devlin out wide. And if Aqib Talib and Marcus Peters are covering those guys, yeah. it's like, all right, take them out of the equation. <laughs> now I've got Gronk, Edelman, and say Hogan mm-hmm. in the middle of the field against linebackers and safeties. Now, if you do get a linebacker out there in James White, then you say, okay, you've got your slants, you have your slants and goes, James White against the linebacker. So that's essentially how the Patriots do it, right, to dictate mm-hmm. matchups. I think this is a game where they go empty quite a bit in the past game just to see, to get that man zone read, to get that man zone tell. And then they attack the middle of the field if the if the Rams continue to play zone. Yes, I, I believe so as well. And I think they will go a lot of heavier formations because I do think that's where you want to attack. They do. Bill Belichick does a fantastic job of taking away the other team's best play. We've seen it with J.J. Watt in the past. Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue are basically all the Rams have up front. Now they have now Dante Fowler had a good game this past week, but he as a run defender is very weak. The edges of that defense are very weak in run defense. I think you're going to see them line it up and try to pound uh, if you know in the running game. Whereas the passing game stuff, uh, the swing pass, those sort of things, uh, I see there as well. Yeah. So 21 personnel when you have two running backs, uh, one of which a fullback. The Patriots use a fullback more than anyone. Um, so they do have a couple options, uh, you know, as far as how they attack the Rams. Coming into the season, the big question on the Rams' defense was what you just said, Aaron Donald and Indomitian Sue, but who rushes off the edge? Do they have the worst edge rush situ- situation in the NFL? It's one of the worst, mm-hmm. um, despite Fowler making a couple plays, right? And Ebucam making a couple plays here and there. And then the inside linebackers with guys like Mark Barron, who is essentially a safety playing inside linebacker. So, yeah, I could see the Patriots trying to ride that offensive line in the run game so they have a couple different ways of attacking the rams that look favorable on paper Uh, the big question i think for the patriots offense is what do you do with aaron donald though besides Mm -hmm. running at him maybe even though he's a great run defender you'd rather pick your poison and run at him rather than you know trust let him you know let him rush the passer after you right he's he's faced a ridiculous number of double teams still had over 100 pressures this year absolutely incredible season for aaron donald so how can they even slow him down with guys like joe tooney and shaq mason at guard I think the play-action game is going to be huge for them because, one, this is one of the stats to know that I'll just drop on you right now. The really? Rams actually have the highest passer rating allowed against play-action. Really? This they have actually been the worst pass defense against play-action, and everyone loves to talk about the Rams' play-action game on offensively, how Jared Goff leads the league. Tom Brady's actually been fifth this season in terms of play action. You look at the last Super Bowl, they used play action a ton against the Eagles. He had you know almost... Almost half of his yards last season came off of play action in that Super Bowl. 135.3 passer rating allowed by the Rams defense against play action. They just have been a liability facing that. So I do think that is how you slow down Aaron Donald. Make him play his run responsibilities first because all week they're probably going to be pounding into him. Got to play the run. Got to play the run. After what the Patriots have done the last, uh, you know, in the divisional round in the championship game. 
this to me is the matchup that I'm going to be looking for because if you can't stop the play action game, they're going to be in trouble. And when when Brady runs play action, he's always looking to attack the middle of the field, those over routes. So this is where maybe Gronk, maybe if this is his last game, he goes out with the seven, eight, nine catches because that is mm-hmm. where they're looking for him. Gronk behind the defense, Edelman behind the defense. Those are kind of the key plays when New England runs play action. I will say this about the Rams secondary, though. They created this dream team in the offseason, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it looked like on paper. They're, they they are all in. Yes, yeah, they, they're yeah. all in. It, you know, it looked like they won free agency, and, and historically the teams that win free agency or win um, the offseason award that's not the mm-hmm. draft, you're like, oh, this t- this will never work out. Well, the, the thing is the Marcus Peters did not work out, and Dominican Sue has not quite been a Dominican Sue, so it hasn't necessarily worked out. They were just so dang good prior to this. They were. They yeah. were. But Aqib Tlaib is huge for that defense. Tlaib We're talking is the about addition. When he's Especially on the field, passer rating as a team is about 40 points different so far. So yes. Aqib Tlaib's huge. I don't know if he's huge in this game because the Patriots are good at not necessarily attacking really good corners. Like They don't need to attack mm-hmm. Aqib Tlaib. But he's really good. Peters is still capable. He's been a disaster this year, mm-hmm. but he's still but, capable. So here's what I like to say. When you, get, when you, so when you lose the number one corner you're impacting three positions. When you gain a number one corner, you're impacting three positions. So all of a sudden, your number one corner is better, and now your number two corner is better because Marcus Peters was your number one, now goes to your number two. And then your number three corner is better because the guy who was playing number two goes to number three. So when you get a number one corner, you're actually improving at three positions. And what they did is they basically said to Marcus Peters, hey, you just play one side of the field now. We're not going to have you track anymore. We're not going to put you on any more number one wide receivers. That obviously didn't work out. You get to play your side. Keep Tlaib gets to play his side where they're both most comfortable. And now all of a sudden they're both playing better when each is in the lineup. So that's, that's one thing that's interesting to watch. Nikel Roby Coleman is the slot player. John Johnson at safety has had two excellent seasons. And then you have LaMarcus Joyner, who's a solid free safety, who has full, you know, slot coverage ability. Essentially, I think what needs to happen with those five, they all just need to play a spectacular game. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's... That's pretty much what it is. They all well, have to play. But again, I don't, I don't, well. I'm not even sure that is enough because they will target these linebackers. They, they will target over the middle. I, I'm not sure. I think it's more the safeties. So Corey Littleton. Coleman. Yeah. Mark Barron. Yes. Those um, are the guys that need to play out of their minds. The now, they're both are, athletic, but they're just not, you know, the playmakers. They're not, they're just, they're the, they're the liability of the defense at the moment. And the Saints did a really good job. Every time they saw man coverage, they had Alvin Kamara lined up on those linebackers on mm-hmm. Corey Littleton or Barron. If they had that, you know, leverage advantage, let him run some option routes. So you could easily see the Patriots doing that type of stuff with mm-hmm. James White. I assume New England's going to mix in some screens to try to slow down Donald and Sue up the middle. So we'll see. Uh, nothing crazy, I think, from a New England game plan standpoint. The usual short yeah. pass game to open up. Yeah, end the around rest. in the fourth and some pop one trick play. Oh, in the fourth quarter, always yeah. an end around. I mean, if, if there's a prop bet for a New England fourth quarter end around, I mean, that's, that's money. In one trick play. Or one, like... Oh, in one, yeah. like, really good trick play. Uh, if Tom if Brady I'm, drops. <sighs> Tom. Too soon? Tom, you can't drop the ball. <laughs> he threw the ball well in the game. You just can't drop it. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Here's the that, trick play. I dropped that nugget, right, that I had told you about the fact that they ran that play. Okay, so if you haven't heard, that the drop, the whatever, the... So Brady's drop in the end zone. I mean, no, I mean in, the, in the Super in Bowl Super against Bowl. the Eagles. They ran that play twice in practice leading up to the Super Bowl. Apparently, via my source, both times he dropped it in practice also. Really? So he dropped it twice in practice, then they ran the game and dropped it Look in the game you, as well. Look at you, source dropping. So he's 0 for 3. And then he caught 3. one this year. 
Yeah. But he caught it in 2015 against the Eagles, and he caught it this year for yeah. six yards. Really important. Really important <laughs> play. Um, I lost my train of thought. I had something else to say about what was happening here. That was a good breakdown of the Pats offense, though. Yeah. Let's flip it's, sides. It's, and then, hold on. Okay. Real quick. What are you going to do? Tom Brady, fourth quarter. If he's got a comeback situation. What are we about to do? Tony Romo. I don't oh, know. That, Tony <laughs> Romo's going to go nuts. He's gonna, oh, Tommy's got the ball. And, you know, how many, the game's on the line. He's going for number six, Jim. What's many, he going to do? How many plays is he going to predict, Steve? Um, oh, is that, a, is that a prop bet? That is. 17. 17 plays he predicts right. Okay. That's a lot of plays. I don't think he even came close to that last game. It was probably like, like eight. five or six. Yeah. They were great. Like, here's Gronk. Gronk's out wide. Watch. They're going to throw to him. Oh, <laughs> good job. Good job, Tony. Now, Tony does a good job. He brings a lot of emotion to the table. Okay. So, there's a good matchup there. Patriots offense against the Rams defense. Really interested to see what Wade Phillips does. If they throw any wrinkles. Bill Belichick said this year, hey, he's been running the same scheme for 30 years. This wasn't a knock on Wade Phillips. He was just like, hey, mm-hmm. 30 years. This is what he, he, does. he does. Yeah. We, we, know what he's going to do so um, that'll be a good matchup let's flip it to the other side of the ball when the Rams have the football the young phenom Sean McVay mm. against Bill Belichick in the Patriots defense and Brian, Brian Flores who's not the defensive coordinator but mm. he probably calls the plays um, what are we looking for here when the Rams have the football uh, the biggest thing to me is just Jared Goff is yeah. he because that first quarter against the Saints the moment looked too big for him he was just so rattled. Just jittery rattled. in the yeah. pocket and everything. But then down the stretch, he was calm, made some great throws under pressure, some really important plays that basically he outplayed Drew Brees. That's why they won that game down the stretch. So can he play like that the entire game? Because I think we're going to need that, need him to play with poise, play confidently the entire game. You can't come out flat where I'll, I mean, the Patriots come out flat. They only score three points in all the Super Bowls. That really doesn't impact this Super Bowl. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just a random stat. So I do incredible, though. The Patriots have scored three points in the first quarter in eight Super Bowls. Yeah. It definitely doesn't mean anything for this week. That's what I'm saying. But but it is an interesting trend that they've... And last year was the the first points that they ever scored. Mm -hmm. But I just think he has to come out that playing that way from the start for them to be... Well, have a chance. You can't give away possessions. Essentially, if you look at the Patriots-Chiefs game, Not that the Chiefs gave away possessions, but they Mm -hmm. lost their first few offensive possessions. The Patriots Mm -hmm. won them. And then, you know, if you give Mahomes enough chances, they're going to find ways to score points. But if you go back, if they just had one better drive in the first quarter or second quarter, that's a completely different game. That is the biggest thing about this. These are two ball control offenses. This is going to be a game where there probably aren't that many possessions because both teams like to control the clock, like to run the clock, like to run the ball and have high completion percentage offenses. At that point... If you only have a handful of possessions, one bounce one way or the other, one bad possession really puts you behind the eight ball because it's not going to be a long game. So uh, that, that was one of the things I've been thinking about this week. Do both teams, because we know that the games are won through the pass game, mm-hmm. right? Do both teams, who are pretty smart, do they just come out and let the other, do they invite the other team to run? Ooh. Right? Mm-hmm. So do the, because yeah. we've seen this happen with the Rams down the stretch too, where teams, their, their offense is what we call cover one, cover three killers. A lot of their route combinations, when you have a single high, free safety, right? So they run the ball enough that you bring the safety up into the box, you run play action off of it, and all your concepts beat those single high looks. When they struggled down the stretch, it was a lot of two high looks where teams said, okay, we're just going to try to you know, defend the run with seven, with seven guys in the box. Now, there were times where the Rams ran the ball successfully against that. There were times where they didn't. Against the Cowboys a couple weeks ago, they did. Do the Patriots come out and say, okay, just 
go ahead, run the ball. Try to run the ball. We'll trust our defensive line to try to win blocks. Do the Rams do the same thing? Do they come out and say, okay, we could have Tom Brady beat us or we could have Sony Michelle beat us. Go get him, Sony. You know, go ahead and try to run the ball against us. And if they do that, that really compresses and shortens the game. And if they shorten the game, I think it's to the Rams' advantage mm-hmm. with fewer possessions. I think if you're the Rams, you're more likely to say, hey, Patriots, run the ball on us. If you're the Patriots, though, you don't have so, – because the Rams have playmakers. The Rams have Aaron Donald, Dominic, and Sue. They can shut down a run like that right. on their own. Patriots don't necessarily have that. If they go light boxes, this Rams offense was the most prolific rushing offense in the NFL this season. They had the most expected points added through their run game than any other team. They had more than any other team this season was by far the best rushing offense in the NFL. They, will, they can go the whole length of the field on you, running that wide zone play every time if you have a light box, if you're you know, not putting your resources into that run defense. So I do think uh, they, it would behoove them not to say, like, you know, sell out versus the run with linebackers, but put your resources up at the line of scrimmage. At least. So the, the Patriots also play more man coverage than anyone else, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I think either that's way. It's going to be single high, yeah. So that's, so that's going to be the tough part for the Rams' offense. We say it every week on here. When you play man coverage, completion percentage is generally lower. Mm -hmm. Patriots allowing the lowest completion percentage when they play man. um, But you can give up some big plays. So -hmm. now we're talking about Stephon Gilmore, Brandon Cooks matchups, J.C. Jackson and Jason McCourty going up against Robert Woods. However, that those those end up becoming some really important matchups. Do you think it's going to be? Let's talk about that. You think it's going to be Gilmore guards Cooks? I don't initially. There there might be some. I do think they'll go to more what they usually do. So Gilmore Woods probably. Gilmore Woods. Okay. Yeah. And then you got Cooks with safety help. Yeah. I think when Belichick's taking on the super speed receiver. Yes. That's what they did against Tyreek. Yes. And that's what they did against Tyreek. So they did. They doubled Tyreek Hill because we just started tracking this the last Mm -hmm. couple years. Cut on about half of uh, Kansas City's dropbacks. Straight up doubled him. We call it cover one double, mm-hmm. where there's two extra defenders. There's co- man coverage across the board. There's two extra defenders. The extra defender, instead of playing a zone or playing a certain you know deep zone, whatever, he just tracked Tyree Takes Kill. It, yeah. Half the times. So I could see them doing that against Brandon Cooks. Just take away the deep threat. Don't give up big plays. Stephon Gilmore, our top-graded corner during the regular season, go up against Robert Woods, who is a very good wide receiver as mm-hmm. far as running routes goes. But he can handle his own there. You're not going right. to. You're not worried about you know a Marcus Peters, Michael Thomas situation at that point. Yeah, Woods probably isn't going to torch Gilmore. He might mm-hmm. win a few. Yeah, um, but I think they're more scared of Cooks. And then you know the Patriots have they don't, on paper the Patriots don't have great personnel to slow down tight ends. Patrick Chung is good, not great. The linebackers, mm-hmm. if you have to put them on, you know, on tight ends, it's not usually great. But they did a really nice job on Travis Kelsey, and they have slowed down tight ends when they needed to. Here's the thing I also want to watch is the pass rushing because the Patriots against the Chiefs, they knew they were not going to be able to pressure Patrick Mahomes rushing four. They just knew the you know, Chiefs offensive line is fairly good. They really don't have many skilled pass rushers outside of Trey Flowers. Really just no one has produced. This season, they blitzed almost half the snaps against the Chiefs. Yeah. Do you foresee that being the case here because Rams have an even better offensive line than the Chiefs, even better in pass protection. I really don't foresee them really getting any pressure at all if you just do straight drop-back passing. They don't have to use play action to slow down these pass rushers. Do you foresee them blitzing yet again like that, playing the sim- like a similar game plan that, that we just saw last week? I think they picked their spots. Because mm-hmm. I think part of, part of blitzing a Mahomes is you take away his, his lanes for scrambling, right? Yes. You have extra guys... You make sure you're playing contained on the outside. You keep them in the pocket, which was you know maybe the lesser of two evils against Mahomes. I think with Goff, you're not worried about him breaking the pocket, despite him making a few nice plays outside mm-hmm. the pocket against the Saints. I think it's more pick your spots 
with the blitzes. And that's one thing the New England Patriots have done better this year than maybe with Matt Patricia. They have zero blitzed more than any team in the, in the league, meaning bringing the house with no safety help. Mm-hmm. They were not doing that in previous years. Um, so you'll see a little bit of it, but I don't think you'll see 50%. 50% is, is a really, really high rate. Yeah, that was. And, and this is where it comes down to Goff. Yeah. I mean, if you look That's at, why I'm saying that's the biggest thing to me is just how comfortable he is from the start. If you look at New England in previous Super Bowls, they faced Nick Foles last year, who was just incredible. The previous year, Matt Ryan was excellent outside of the fumble, which, mm-hmm. you know, tough to say if that's even on him. Missed a couple throws down the stretch, but he made some huge plays. We've seen Eli Manning torch them multiple times. Russell Wilson played a great game against them a few years ago. I mean, they've gone up against... I'm trying to make excuses for Brady, but no, I'm saying that there's a lot of they've had <laughs> no, Nick, Fo- they've had good some good quarterbacks become exceptional, and they've yeah. had very good quarterbacks have very, very good games against them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Goff needs to have another one of those yes. to have you know to have a, a good competitive game. I agree. We haven't even talked about Todd Gurley yet. Oh, MVP! He can't drop two passes in this one. I'll he say probably that. can't. That yeah. would be detrimental. I, I do think that is a that is a good matchup for the Rams getting him. Using him as a receiver. Now, in the run game, him versus CJ is whatever, you know, a wash my take in terms of the effectiveness. But as a receiver, the Pats linebackers just, they're not exceptional coverage. They're just not that athletic. I think matching them one-on-one when you get that, because if you are playing man coverage, that to me is the matchup that they do have that's a, that's the obvious win for the Rams. I would watch out for the screen game as well, Mm because when you're playing man coverage, what happens in the screen game, the linebackers have to get out in front. And if they just get a piece of the man that's covering Gurley, Mm -hmm. then he's got room room to run. It's a boomer bust against man coverage. It it is. That play gets blown up because he reads it or it's, yeah. So it's going to be very much, it's Andrew Whitworth in space and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, those Rams offensive linemen. If those guys can go just get a Dante Hightower and a linebacker and just get a piece of them, Gurley might have some room to run in the screen game. We saw Kansas City with an easy screen pass. I think it was a touchdown. Easy touchdown from Mahomes Mm -hmm. um, when they caught them in the right look. So, uh, I'm fascinated to see McVeigh. McVeigh is lauded as a very good in-game adjuster. Obviously, the Patriots adjust a ton in-game. That's one of Belichick's known strengths. Mm-hmm. So that cat and mouse game. I mean, I think the coaching on both sides of the ball is is just fantastic. Yes, it is, and it's the best part is it's you know McVeigh's strength offense, Belichick defense. It is you know two of the best. McVeigh at this point has been one of the most creative offensive minds. Probably in NFL history in terms of how much he's advanced this Rams scheme to it's incredibly, not incredibly unique. It's just unique in terms of, because unique's already, uh, you know, never mind. <laughs> I got you, Mike. You got, I got you. All right. But they're is, using all sorts of jet motion and different yes, things and to just they open up. They stay in 11 personnel all the time, except for, like, teams just can't figure it out because there's, you know, with the play action, there's just so much they throw at you that is uh, very much McVeigh's, you know, he has a very defined scheme. Uh, and so that cat and mouse, like I said, that cat and mouse, that sort of matchup is going to be very interesting who figures out whom. Good offenses just have an answer for everything. Peyton Manning's offenses back in the day ran two personnel groups. That was it. They'd have three wide receivers or two tight ends. That was it. They ran a handful of formations, but they just had an answer for everything. If you show this... We run that. You show that, we run this. I mean, mm-hmm. so that's that's essentially what McVay does, right? Yeah. Simple formations in general, simple personnel groupings, but do you know try to do what you're not covering. Um, I don't know if you have this in your stats to know, but in general stat that you need to know, Brady and Goff have faced the lowest pressure percentage in 
the playoffs among all quarterbacks. Mm. Brady's at only 15.6%. I did. The Patriots offensive line has allowed basically similar. Only 12 pressures all postseason. 12 pre- okay, so we'll get to the stats. We'll do, and we'll okay. discuss them as we go. So there you go. So when the Rams have the ball, um, great cat and mouse game, both sides of the ball. This is going to be a good game. I'm talking myself into this. is going to be a very good game. I believe so. Yeah? I think I it'll be a good one? All right, let's get into your stats to know, Mike. This is uh, You wrote this over at the Washington Post. Everybody mm-hmm. can go read it over there. Give me your stats, and we'll uh, react accordingly. So I race had 12 pressures allowed by the Pats all season, 135.3 pass rating allowed by the Rams. So this is when the Patriots have the ball, these stats. Yeah. Zero was the amount of negative plays the Patriots had outside of Tom Brady's kneel down against the Chiefs. Really? In the playoffs? Against, just against the Chiefs. Just against the Chiefs. This past week. Wow. Not so they're just move. churning. Churning. Keeping... keeping Keeping the ball, keeping the ball moving forward. And that's what I say the Rams have to be able to basically shut down. You have to, that defensive line, I would tell Aaron Donald, get in the backfield. You know, I'll take some negative plays from that running game. If you're going to give up a chunk play, so be it. Make them get away from, you know, make them have second and longs as opposed to mix in second and eighth. Stone. And yeah, there. exactly. Yep. Because I think it's going to be a high scoring game. You got to make that play that stops a drive. 25.9%. Any guess what this is, Steve? 25.9. It's Aaron Donald's win rate as a pass rusher this season. Highest in the NFL. And the win rate for edge rushers is much higher than interior players. He's going up against, though, Joe Tooney, Shaq Mason, both top 12 pass blocking efficiency guards there on the interior. Yeah, they've both been very good. And uh, Brady's time to throw in the playoffs is under 2.2. Which is absurdly quick. So it's also so it's the offensive line's playing great. The scheme is getting the ball out of Brady's hands quickly. Mm-hmm. That's that's essentially the way you slow down. That is Aaron Donald, right? Yes, just get rid of the ball. All right, on to the next one for the last one where the Patriots have the ball sixty-eight, which is the number. I know of this one. S- what third down conversions? Oh, no, this is not that one. But but it is sixty-eight. So it's also so sixty-eight is good for two different things. Mm. Go ahead. 68 is the number of snaps played by fullback James Devlin this postseason. Oh, man. The Only Patriots 19 fullbacks are, had more during the entire regular season. The Patriots are setting football backwards. Mm. They were innovators. And yeah. now, so we were in the other room, right? We were just mm-hmm. watching the 1999 Super Bowl, Titans and Rams. Mm-hmm. And the Rams come out in a split back formation. And our Eric Eager from the, the forecast yells out, look at that split back formation. Look at... And I looked at him. I said, did you not see the Patriots run that? They ran a straight up under center mm-hmm. split back formation five step. with a five step drop like it was 1983. <laughs> it was unbelievable. The Patriots, the innovators are running like the third play, the per- third passing play ever installed in football. And they're running James Devlin left and right. He's playing yeah. football. I mean, it's unbelievable. They had Devlin on a wheel that they missed that Brady missed. Really? I mean, he didn't technically miss because yeah, he still I got a first down. Probably but. wouldn't want to throw to Devlin on the <laughs> He did hit Devlin for one good swing pass. But, um, so just to steal the 68% number, though, that's Brady's third down conversion rate this, this playoffs as well. That's 68. Good. Next closest is Breeze at 48%. That's really tough to sustain. He's also completing 82% of his third down passes. So that's exceptional that's work. That's pretty good, yeah. But really tough to sustain. Yeah. sustain so you want to be better on first and second down. All right. 10 is the number. And it's the amount of pressures by Trey Flowers this postseason. Ooh. In fact, he has six straight postseason games with at least five pressures. Yeah. He's Dating back straight? to the Super Bowl against the Falcons. Yeah, so he had, he had almost 10 or something Every in, game this, in the Falcons game. On that one since. He's Love had Trey at least Flowers. Five. Comes when it shows up when it matters most. Yeah. Trey Flowers, um, one of PFS' biggest wins. If he goes against Austin Blythe, I think that's a mismatch. If they kick him inside, go up against that. Because that's yeah. where they're weak. Blythe... 
John Sullivan, two lowest graded players along that offensive line. He'll line up at nose tackle quite a bit, arms, right yeah. over the center. You just did some work on the NFL's most versatile players. Mm-hmm. You threw Trey in there because of... Yeah, he's basically lined up everywhere right. along that defensive line this season. So there's something to watch in the matchup. All right, 20%. This one is Stephon Gilmore's catch rate allowed this postseason. 20? 20%. Two out of ten targets. One was the blown coverage touchdown against Phillip Rivers, I believe. Yes. The bite, biting on the... Yeah. Which was bad. Oh, it was really bad. It was just... (laughs) I'm not sure it was blown coverage. It was just you bit on it. I didn't mean... Yeah, yeah, he just... He was bad. He was bad on that play. Um, That one, I think, a slant last week. That was it. Yeah. And he's been... And and that was even pretty tight coverage. He's been playing exceptional man coverage. So, again, do we see him covering Robert Woods and then just by himself and then the Patriots focus on... I mean, yeah, the Patriots... The, other, the rest of the defense focuses on Brandon Cooks. I think that'll be one, something to watch. But yeah, Gilmore's been fantastic. All right. Next stat is 20. And this is the number of turnover-worthy throws from Jared Goff during the regular season. That was the third most really? of any quarterback this year. I think he, was, he started off pretty well, pretty good in that number. Mm-hmm. And then uh, down, the, when he had, down the stretch, yeah. Yeah, at Detroit, against Chicago, and then I think against Philadelphia. His three, he had that stretch mm-hmm. of three games where he was horrendous. No cup. Cooper Cup really going to miss him. Wish he would have been healthy. It would have been Cooper Cup would full would help a lot yes. for the Rams right now because, because the, that third guy has just been Reynolds been nothing in terms of production yeah. wise. They, they've been I think he's been outproduced by like the tight ends there who weren't doing much early on in the season. But a third guy would really because that's where you know Patriots really just don't have a third corner to send out there. Right. It's capable. But again, because like because there's such a huge sample size of Patriots Super Bowls, Patriots fans look back and they're like, wait, we had Corey Clement. Making big plays. You had Chris Matthews for Seattle. Sometimes yeah. in these games, the guys you're not expecting. Is this a Josh Reynolds game? Maybe mm. Josh Reynolds has six catches and they, they find something here. Maybe. All right. Next one. Two more left here. 1,160. This was the number of rushing yards gained by the Rams on wide zone this season. 379 more yards than any other team gained on outside zone. Man, that, so that is their staple run it. play. Yeah. They, you know, you run the wide zone, you cut it up, up the field, or you, or you take it to the edge. They don't take it to the edge because they don't block it that way. Yeah, right. So That's, it's almost always yeah. cutting back over the A-gap. So the Patriots, the way they usually like to defend this is they'll throw um, two players over the guards mm-hmm. and really try to, try to like slow down the mesh point and let the linebackers fill that A-gap. So mm-hmm. watching John Sullivan, the center, going up against Dante Hightower, whether it's a Landon Roberts in there, uh, Kyle Van Noy, whoever's playing in the middle, I think those are the matchups to... If you're trying to slow down the Rams' offense, and then is it C.J. Anderson or is it Todd Gurley that's going to be running? Gurley runs more wide, so when they C.J. Anderson's wider though. (laughs) That's a good point. This is true. This is a fact. Wider zone, not C.J. Anderson. (laughs) All right, last stat to know, and then we can let you guys stop listening to Steve's stand-up routine. I'm just hilarious. Kidding. I know. That was funny. I like Well, it. Sam's not here. You know, the funny guy's gone. I got to keep right. pick up for him. 1,522. That is the number of deep receiving yards from Brandon Cooks the last three seasons. Second most of any receiver in the league. He is a good deep threat. We watched a ton of them this week because I compared him to Andy Isabella, or compared Andy Isabella to him. Yeah. And Brandon he Cooks separates. Is he... he has a sneaky separation down the field. Andy Isabella light? <laughs> Brandon Cooks? Yeah, right. So those numbers over the last three years, that has, he's done that with Drew Brees, three of Tom keep, Brady. Yeah. And now Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. So that's why I do think Bill Belichick puts more attention to him, likes to take away the deep threat, doesn't want to give up the big plays. Brandon Cooks will get some attention. Remember last year in the Super Bowl, Brandon Cooks, I think it was one catch before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And 
miss the rest of the game. Brady still threw for 500 yards without his uh, number one wide receiver in the Super Bowl last year. I don't recall. Way. I don't recall this. That did happen. Did I watch? I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. Let's see if I it know. did happen. Um, it was so that's, impressive. Those are some good numbers, Mike. Impressive loss. Some yeah. some good stuff. Keep an eye on Brandon Cooks with the Rams. He has been uh, one of the league's more consistent receivers over the last few years in multiple schemes, mm-hmm. which I think is very telling. Good stuff, man. You uh, you handled this well. We just pulled you out. Am of the back bullpen. next week. You'll be back Full next time. week for at least one show. I know draft show. That's all I care. We'll about see. Anyway. We'll see if if uh, Sam recovers by Monday. Let's hope. For the for Super Bowl recap. It might, honestly, it might be you and Sam. Let's hope he recovers by Sunday's Super Bowl party is more. That's true. Big office Big party plans. here. A lot of white claws. A lot of what? Never mind. Just, keep, just, just wrap it up, Steve. Let's go. All right. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> That'll do it. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 53. We didn't make our picks. Do you have, do you have a pick? I do. I have the Rams. You're taking the Rams? Yes. Okay. I'm going to take the Patriots. Okay. I think it's a good game. Yeah. I think it's a good I'll say game. 35 31. 35 31 Rams? Yes. Wow. Book it. I'll say Patriots 28 uh, 21. Mm. How about oh. that? Okay. Pretty good game. Yeah. Not as close as uh, some previous Super Bowls, though. All right, guys. That'll do it for us. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy your Super Bowl parties. Give us your picks over at the, uh, on the Twitter machine. You know, the, follow the at PFF underscore podcast account. Give us your game picks. Let us know what you guys think. Check out the YouTube channel. Nice even more content previewing the Super Bowl and the draft and free agency stuff is really taking off. So go check that out if your team's out of the Super Bowl and you don't care who wins. All right, guys, we'll chat again on Monday and most likely Sam will be back with me. Quick break to tell you guys about NFL Game Pass, the only way that you can replay every game all season long. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. So every game that we're talking about right now, you guys can rewatch it after the fact. I'm going to be going back, and you guys can too. Go check out Lamar Jackson in week one. Go check out Dak Prescott and what that Cowboys offense actually did. Go check out Kyler Murray. In his NFL debut. That's my favorite thing about NFL Game Pass. You can go back and watch at any time. And if you haven't watched a condensed game yet, you have to try it out. It's every play from the game back to back to back so you can replay an entire NFL game in the fraction of the time it normally takes. It's how I'm able to follow all the MVP candidates, all the breakout stars, and, of course, your waiver wire pickups all season long. To see all the action this season and stay on top of all the big storylines, you need NFL Game Pass. Best of all, you can kick off the 2019 NFL season with a seven-day free trial of NFL Game Pass. Just sign up now at nfl.com slash pro football focus NFL.